0: Hello friends and welcome to another Unfriend Me. Before we dive in, a reminder that it's you who keeps the lights on. Who keeps the lights on, who keep the lights on. And you can do that by heading over to patreon.com unfriendme unfriend me. That's patreon.com unfriendme unfriend me and thanks. Hey,
1: if you want to keep these kids scandalized with their fooboo, running around with juicy written on their butts, then move to another school.
0: Oh, yeah? Well, if you think I want my kid raised in your little Hitler conformity school, then I think maybe I will take them to a different school.
1: Oh, yeah? Well, if you don't like school uniforms, then untread me!
0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Unfriend Me. It is June 13th, 2018, and we're back at it. A day late and some hours, but never a dollar short. I'm Scott Johnson with Justin Robert Young. Justin, mm-hmm. welcome back. Hello and greetings.
1: Uh, Well, thank you, sir. I am uh, very happy to be here. Mm. It is a good time to be alive. Yeah, It's a and, magical um, time. It is! No, yeah. I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm glad we were able to make it work. I know uh, E3... Throwing a monkey wrench in, in a lot. Uh, uh, do, you, do you have any 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 unfriend me worthy uh, E three hot takes?
0: Uh, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, we need to we need to do an episode at some point about um, the rise of female protagonists and other SJW cuck moves in the video game business. Oh, you just want to do just gender swapping? There's a lot of that going on, or at least some are claiming that that's going on. Others might call it inclusion and or diversity, uh, but others call it uh, kowtowing to uh, the media elite or whatever garbage they're spewing. So we should at some point have a discussion about uh, video games going the way of... uh, Sure, call it gender swapping, I suppose. I think that'd be an interesting topic. Uh, But that's, yeah, that's my big takeaway. Like almost everything that was major that was shown, not everything, but a lot of things... We're just that. And uh, I'll tell ya, i tell like, you, I, I heard... this
1: used to be a boy, but now it's a lady.
0: Yeah, and I heard about this from people. People were unhappy uh, happy in some cases, some circles, about the idea that you might take their uh, Castle Wolfenstein franchise, which was always the most dude-bro thing you ever played, and then suddenly a brand-new game uh, is not only co-op, but the co-op players are two twin daughters of BJ Blazkowicz a guy's name whose whose first name b j or his his uh, his initialism b j many had always assumed for years and years stood for blow job oh how could they do how could they do this to take the great dude empire game and then turn it into two ladies running around so anyway i'm playing a few roles here today uh but I think it'd be a fun topic and timely one at, at that
1: i'll tell you what the day that they changed metroid to a girl i'm- tr- I'm stopping <laughs> playing video games i'm I just
0: I have, really, I have some really, I guess some really bad news for you, but I'll save it for after the show. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, in the meantime, we'll get into the, the emails from last week.
1: Go ahead. Uh, uh, remember you can send us emails at all time of day and night to unfriend me show at gmail.com again, unfriendme.show at show at gmail.com. Got a ton of them this week. Thank you guys for writing. This was a strong, strong writing week. <laughs> for you guys, Uh, uh, so thank you, thank you, thank you. We always love it when we have more to play off of. Stephen writes, in Australia, Mm -hmm. people under the age of 21 can be paid less, a percentage of the minimum wage. Currently, the minimum wage for an adult is $18.29 Australian dollars per hour, that is $13.91 US. Rounded percentages for junior rates are 98% of the minimum wage for 20-year-olds, 83% of the minimum wage for 19-year-olds, 68% for 18-year-olds and 58 for 17-year-olds, 47 for 16-year-olds, and 37% for under-16-year-olds. There are also preset trainee minimum wages percentages dependent on the industry. This has worked pretty well for us for quite a while. Places like supermarkets and fast food restaurants are full of teenagers with a couple adults keeping them in line. Biggest problem we have is that there aren't enough tough penalties for just paying people less, so people accept less than they should. Thanks for the informative show. I would have never known that Australia pioneered the minimum wage without it
0: with oh. your big, strong hands. Yeah, that's right. We did. That came out of that episode. I forgot about that. Uh, well done. Yeah. Uh, the it's Queens. Every day. Yeah. Country. Yeah. The Queens. Man, I'll tell you what,
1: for, uh, for, for, for a prison colony, you guys are doing a lot of math. Yeah, I was going to say. Congratulations.
0: Yeah, well done, penal folks. Garrett wrote in, says uh, FDR on the worker explosion. In my, uh, sorry, in my inaugural... Oh, this is a quote Ex- from FDR, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. and by the way, it is on worker exploitation. What not did I say? Explo- oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, worker explosion. Sorry, exploitation. Uh, this is FDR's quote. In my inaugural, I laid down the simple proposition that nobody is going to starve in this country. It seems to me to be equ- uh, equally plain and no business uh, oh, that, sorry, that no business, which depends for existence on paying less than living wages to its workers has any right to continue in this country. That's a bold thing. He also said, uh, regarding the creation of the industrial covenant throughout history, the change from starvation wages and starvation employment to living wages and sustained employment can in large part be made by an industrial covenant to which all employees, employers shall subscribe. It is greatly to their uh, interest to do this because, uh, sorry, because decent living widely spread among our 125 million people, that was about, that's half of what it is now, by the way, uh, eventually means uh, the opening up to industry of the richest market which the world has known, unquote. Staggering quotes from the great FDR.
1: Oh, FDR. I don't really have an FDR impression, but. No, you don't. Oh, look at. I'm FDR. Oh, get out of my way. I'm a, you want to talk to me by the fire, little lady? I don't, I don't know why I made it creepy. Okay. Uh, Dav wrote, Scott is right. You can dance around the issue and bend into mental knots to try to avoid this eye of Sauron as much as you want, but you can't avoid the bottom line. The only thing that gives money value is scarcity. And for something to be scarce it means most people don't have it. And if money is the singular resource that any given person can use to improve their lives and most uh, most people can't have it, question mark, then I say not only should we have a super high minimum wage, we also need to implement an equidistantly modest maximum wage. And I think we need to push these two together until we realize that enslaving and abusing each other in pursuit of profit is barbaric, an inhumane thing to do is we scrap the whole idea of using a currency altogether because well, I honestly begin be begin believe that kids are the future uh, and they're going to be taught in schools about how we are treating each other and the pursuit of money is
0: in league with every other atrocity humanity has ever committed until now. Oh, he had me till the last bit. I think he's got some ideas there, but I don't know about it. it's in league with the worst human atrocities ever committed. I mean, you could even argue that many human atrocities are are committed with money as part of the atrocity. So it's a complicated, once again, very complicated well, issue. It's not that simple. Uh, yeah,
1: you know, for, uh, money, currency and property are are in a lot of ways way so you don't have power fall into other things like religion and superstition and uh, uh that kind of element. As soon as that there is a cultural like you can always agree, okay, if I can give you five dollars, that's worth something. Right. That that transcends all facets of society. Where mm. previously I think you wound up finding more common ground on like, well, why am I punching you? Because God told me to or the gods told me to, or the tree told me to. Mm. And now you're dealing with a different thing.
0: Yeah. But, anyway, well, he makes a good point. I'm looking yeah, forward that, to David That, that was know. a constant
1: emailer to a lot of the shows, and I love them, but I think you're crazy. Yeah.
0: I do look forward to a future where uh, we have no money in Star Trek, unless you would live on Deep Space Nine, and then you have money again somehow. Uh, mm. Fabian, by the way, that is the number one thing I heard all week, was people going, what about Star Trek? They figured it out and i had to remind people well a it's fictitious and a little optimistic and b they had to deal with money again <laughs> they had to deal with money again on zee space 9 that was a they had a problem with currency again and i they did that obviously for plot reasons and also because it probably doesn't make a lot of sense that there's a future without some form of currency fabian yeah. wrote in uh, and he says this i just wanted to share a couple of things and thoughts on minimum wage as a farmer And growing up on a farm, I have been exempt from minimum wage and employment insurance my entire life, and I estimate that I get paid on average half of the minimum wage in Nova Scotia, Canada, where I am. I am basically uh, screwed if my family and I have a falling out and I can't find a job. While it's really hard for me to enjoy the things that most people do in society, I really do love my job. I therefore think the issue goes much deeper than just minimum wage and really needs to include a conversation on realistic basic income and the impact that this has on all the economies of the uh, uh, of all the of the crap that we buy as consumers. I also want to say that if K was forced to pay higher minimum wage, I would rather put a uh, put in a milking robot. Please make a <laughs> please make automation and its impact on society a future topic. That's an interesting idea. We could do that. I think talk about Ubers and uh, yeah.
1: I think that I, we we probably want to land on something more like universal basic income or something that involved automation mm-hmm. as, as a thing because in general there's not really a lot jobs are, are a bigger thing than like automation mm-hmm. right like because we all want to have automation to make our job easier the question is how do we transition to that in a way that doesn't
0: immediately
1: leave a lot of you know the, a giant sector of the economy out of
0: work yeah also Fabian is a really cool name throwing that yes yeah i like it
1: (laughs) andrew uh uh, rounds us out here says i find it interesting that there's a giant overlap between the two groups of people people who oppose a higher mandated wage and the people who oppose social welfare programs To me, it seems pretty evident that one of the largest reasons we require social welfare programs, such as subsidized housing or food assistance, is because we have a large portion of the adult working uh, force unable to make ends meet with the paltry wages they are given. If we want this country's disenfranchised to, quote, pull themselves up by the bootstraps end quote, Maybe we should start by making sure they can live off the wages for the jobs
0: that are available to them. Wasn't it Martin Luther King Jr. who said, uh, it is a cruel a cruel something, I forgot the word is better than a word I'd use, cruel joke or something, to ask a man to pull himself up by his bootstraps when he does not have any boots. Uh, I think that's, that's kind of what he's saying here. And I don't totally disagree. Sure. Although the context is different. MLK was talking about how uh, at the end of the Civil War, uh, people were sent west and said, here, go get your land, claim it, start moving. Here's a cow even like here's a great starting point for you guys. We're going to subsidize the growth of the Western movement, uh, except if you were, are black. Sorry, you're you don't get that. So, yeah, yeah. I think,
1: I think denial of people, any economic <laughs> uh, uh, situation is is certainly a, a major problem and a, and a historical mark on. America, uh, and you can certainly make a. You can draw lines to economic hardships that have been placed upon uh, minority communities here. Mm-hmm. So it, it is. It is a complicated issue. Although I, I, I do think that we are, that we are getting a little straw manny when the the email begins with drawing your own Venn diagram and then uh, you know uh, demonizing the people in the middle of it. Uh,
0: sure. Sure, sure, I think that's dangerous, but uh, these are all great as always. We love your feedback. We love your emails. Remember, keep your emails short, or they will, and yeah. I mean this, will be edited. Uh, that means that they're not going to exactly be the way you wanted them to be. so keeping them short yeah. and to the point, and well written is important. Uh, they don't like it when this segment's long, it turns out. people don't like that. They like it short, they like, it, don't like but, it.
1: you know and I'll, I'll tell you at least one or two of these. I edited to mean the exact opposite.. <laughs>
0: Just because they are too long. So take, guess what? Take a wild guess which ones, guys. Shorten
1: her up. Shorten her up, or I'm 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 pulling the old the old okey doke on you.
0: Yeah, do so, that.
1: So don't be like, here's my least favorite sentence in the world. I tried. This is as short as it can get. I'm just gonna add, <laughs> and that's why I started beating my wife to the end of your uh, uh the end of your 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 stuff. Yeah. Whenever no your when says. your email starts with sorry, this
0: is so long is also a, a hard one. We have to kind of you always yeah, worry about it absolutely that yeah it's like starting a sentence with oh i think you're great but and then you're like okay here we oh, go God. Uh, uh the email address again is unfriendmyshow at gmail.com, unfriendmyshow at gmail.com. this week we discuss mandatory uniforms for children and i don't know maybe adults we could talk about what this means for workforce and other stuff if we get enough time but uh, hey b- yeah, uniforms
1: no, sure <laughs> school uniforms is what we're talking
0: about yay and it prepares you. Uh, it'll, it'll prepare you for a life of servitude, where you got to wear a suit, and that's your uniform, or you got to wear a—I um, don't know—a hard hat, and there's your uniform. So I'm just making an argument for uniforms, I guess. Anyway, before we get too controversial, Justice, give us the definition.
1: Sure. <laughs> also, we're not talking about anything that Scott just mentioned, for the record. Abortions. <laughs> Literally. Abort- your school uniforms. Abortions go. Uh, uh, The definition, a school uniform is a uniform worn by students primarily for school or otherwise educational institutions. They are common in primary and secondary schools in various countries. According to scholars such as Nathan Joseph, clothing can be considered a uniform when it is, quote, serving as a group emblem, certifies an institution's legitimacy by revealing individuals' relative positions and suppressing individuality, end quote. An example of a uniform would be requiring white button-down and ties for boys and uh, pleated uh, skirts for girls. Uh, with both wearing blazers, a uniform can be as simple as wearing a requ- requiring a collared shirt or restricting color choices and limiting items students are allowed to wear.
0: Mm, that sounds right. My kids uh, grew up in a uh, charter school, or at least two of them, uh, uh, for during their elementary school years, and they had to do this very thing. In fact, the, the version they had was... Uh, the boys had to have uh, these blue vests on top of short sleeve, almost like dress shirts, collared shirts, and mm-hmm. and shorts that, that matched the blue vest. So they were also blue. You couldn't have wacky socks. They had to be really basic. And the shoes had to be kind of a neutral brown, although they weren't all the same. And then the girls had a similar setup, except it was a uh, some sort of skirt thing. Yeah. And they hated it. They hated every second of it.
1: <laughs> yeah. uh, well,
0: Let's take a look at the origins.
1: It's difficult to trace the origins of a school uniform as there is no comprehensive written history, but rather a variety of known influences. School uniforms are believed to be a practice which dates to the 16th century in the United Kingdom. Of course, it was the British. It's believed that the Christ Hospital School in London in 1552 was the first school to use a school uniform. The earliest documented proof of institutionalized use of a standard economic dre- or academic dress dates back to 1222 when the Archbishop of Canterbury <laughs> ordered the wearing of a capa clausa. This monastic and academic practice evolved into collegiate uniforms in England, particularly in charity schools where uniform dress was often provided for the
0: poor children. Mm. Sounds like an auspicious beginning to a isn't it wild
1: that a school uniform existed over 200 years before america
0: weird right i thought we invented everything (laughs) sometimes school uniforms and again i don't know if justin's prepared to talk about this today but uh, uh in Japan it's been fetishized a little bit. People, uh, businessmen uh, like like the school uniform business, don't they over there, we don't will, they?
1: Oh, we will we will get into that. <laughs> uh, uh in fact, in fact let, let's go ahead and get into it now. Okay. Uh, one of the arguments about school uniforms are the sexist element that there uh yes, even if you are trying to modify a school uniform to make it not sexy, you are still on some level, making conscious decisions on what's sexy about a young girl uh, a, you know, going through puberty that is in its own way kind of weird and creepy. Uh, I found a column from The Guardian uh, a couple years ago who writes, a young reader, very young as it happens, wrote in to complain that her school, a Catholic primary school in Southeast London, does not allow girls to wear trousers. As this precocious young lady so widely, uh, wisely observes, Trousers provide better protection than skirts against falling over in the playground, as well as the winter cold. And trousers make climbing on the school equipment more fun. What's the deal? Increasingly, schools in Britain are allowing girls to wear trousers, but despite the effort of campaigns such as trousersforall.co.uk, which apparently has fallen as their website is no longer uh, accessible, mm. some stalwarts are holding out. Mm. The argument is that if we're talking about uniforms, why do gender norms survive the
0: unification of everything? Why is that something to hold on to? Well, it's just put everybody in a in one big body sock. You know what I mean? Like, like some nondescript uh, shaped thing that you just get into and you you just can't tell the difference between anybody. That's my kind of uniform. Why don't they do that? Damn it! Well, the reason they don't do that is because part of this is just conformity. It's not so much about uh you know stuff about how dresses make it easier not to fall down in the in the stupid playground or something dumb like that i don't buy that at all i think what this is mostly about and, the, and i'll probably repeat this a few things uh, times today during our hour together but i think if they are talking about making people conform and one way you do that is you make them all dress the same it's as simple as that and conformity means you have power but this over them not dress the same Girls dress a certain way and boys dress a certain way. That is not the same. That is two different same. Okay. So let's say same thing, but girls have their one and boys have theirs, but they're still having to create conformity. Neither so this is, is
1: so. All right. But here, stay with me on this macro and I am right. being pedantic, but hopefully
0: it makes a point.
1: Yeah. Why? If this is about conformity. What are we conforming to?
0: The rules. And therefore, are,
1: all right, so, so uh, I guess, in, in what version of the rules are fashion norms for men and women? Well, they're why not, does that survive? Nothing not, else survives except right. for gender
0: norms of men and women that involve skirts versus shorts. Because, well, the, the question as to why those survive is <clears throat> still part of that decision making. When the headmaster decided that these would be black skirts for girls and black shorts for boys. Mm -hmm. That's them, without really even knowing it, copping to the idea. I mean, the idea isn't to make everybody the same. The the idea isn't to go in there and say, while you're in school, there is no gender. That's not the point. They know that that's not the point, and we know that's not the point. The point is, while in school, you will do as I say. And one of the things you do, as I say, is wear the thing I tell you to say. Boys, you wear Got this. You. Girls, you wear that. I think that's chief among all reasons.
1: So, so, so it doesn't necessarily matter what you're wearing. It that you you, you could be told that all kids need to dress like Eric Nieces the Grind from MTV <laughs> in 1998, right? Yeah. It just matters that you're doing what I say at six o'clock in the morning. So by eight o'clock when school starts you are still doing what i'm telling you to do yeah. it, it is it's extending authority to the household
0: yeah it's no it's not honestly all that different uh especially in more private school situations or religious school situations than the military it's the same you know you don't show up there and the guy goes all right well just bring whatever you got and it's this casual fridays like nobody does that you got to wear the the uniform you got to you got to live up to those sure. things. When you go you know, out on the town, even you have to look like a sailor. You got to look like a soldier. Like it's the same idea. It's just conformity.
1: You know, but you only have to look like a sailor so you can get into wacky hijinks and maybe
0: a dance number. Uh,
1: <laughs> not the not they, Popeye
0: style sailor. I'm not really into those.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna suck you one.
0: <laughs> Is that your Popeye impression?
1: No, that's my sailor impression for oh. whatever, reason. that's that's all the. It's funny because we met a couple guys from the Navy at, at the San Diego show, so hopefully they listen to this too, and I, I, they can know that I, I have an impression for naval uh people. Yeah. Uh. All right. <laughs> that that is interesting. I, I I hadn't really thought of it like that. That it is that this is an authoritarian play mm-hmm. to say we you will respect our authority on something as personal as what you get dressed as in the morning every day
0: yeah and it's also a matter of degrees so if you are in a school where you have mandatory uh, clothing requirements uh, aka what we're talking about here uniforms uh, all the way down to say a public high school there's still limits there where again that authority gets stretched and perhaps the authority has to fight back for example a kid show up shows up with a t-shirt that says uh, I real, I, Han Solo's gay, and you can't, you know, uh, prove me wrong. Fu or whatever it says. I don't know.
1: <laughs> well, that I, at least we found the first unfriend me merch that we're gonna do. We're gonna do Han Solo's gay, and you can't tell me different. Fu. Yeah, that's the shirt. You're getting just, your pre-orders in now.
0: That's not bad. Anyway, you do that, and they get pulled out, and they go, "Look, you can't wear that. You're gonna have to go home and change." I mean, that happened to me. I wore I I can't remember what it was. I wore. And when girls couldn't wear mini skirts or cut off Daisy Duke shorts in my school, you get sent home to change for that. Boys couldn't wear, uh, there, there was a time in the 80s when uh, your butt would hang out of your jeans because you had like the fake holes you'd make in your jeans. Now it's like, yeah. like you go buy them that way, but back then you'd cut them. If you did that, you got sent home. Like, there were all these other rules. But again, what is that other than to conform? That, but that's,
1: that's more of a dress code. And there was something that I kind of cut out of uh, the definition is, is that there is a difference between a dress code and a uniform. A dress code says you can dress how you want, but here are the rules that we have for that. So you have an open palette. However, you can't just show up without pants. And, and you can't show up, you know, again, with, with, with the, the butt cut out of your jeans. Uh, a, a uniform is different in that you are mandated that you have to wear these specific things and that there is a visual conformity to it. Like if you walked into public school with a dress code everybody would still look different even if there are rules on it. Whereas a uniform is meant to be visually a
0: monoculture. Completely agree. I, I think that in the in the end one is just a laxed version of the other but I agree with you that the reason you would enforce a more strict one or one that was mandatory is for that. Yes. It's like a marching band. It's like anything else. You're creating conformity, sameness, unification. Uh, in some cases, that's a real negative thing. Like, you know, a bunch of blonde haired, tall youths from Hitler's youth program, all marching in perfect step with one another, looking up to the flag and saluting the the Nazi flag is very much a show of unification and sameness but with, a, you know, very negative connotations. But I don't know if it's so bad that, and here's me playing a little devil's advocate because I actually don't like uniforms, but I don't think it's so bad that you'd want everybody to look like they're really into it to win it. You're in to win, you're in school, you're working hard, everybody looks the same, and that means we must be the same because we're all working toward the same thing. I think it's unrealistic, but I understand the desire for it. I get it.
1: Exactly. Yeah, yeah. School, Uber Alice. The, the, we, we will We will all achieve together as one. One. <laughs> mighty fist of Germany. Right. Uh, All right. So how about this one? Uh, Here's the reason why uh, uniforms would exist. They work. In 1994, the Long Beach Unified School District became the first in the nation to mandate a school uniform. This is from an article about the 20-year anniversary of that decision, for which still stands. After a precedent-setting decision by the school board 20 years ago, the Long Beach District became the first in the nation to require uniforms consisting of... Navy bottoms and white tops. Governor Pete Wilson signed a bill in August of 1994, giving California school districts the authority to enforce this mandate. And the LBUSD tailored its policy to the legislation. Quote, it's no coincidence that in the 20 years since uniforms were adopted, this school district has uh, seen consistent gains in student achievement as measured by state tests. Higher attendance rates now approaching 97%. And numerous accolades at the national and international level, says Chris Ichibuchibu, spokesman <laughs> for the district. Quote Uniforms are an important
0: part of that success. Oh, uh, you're as bad as me. So, so, uh, that's interesting. See, I don't like ugh, that kind of creeps me out because what that says to me, let's say it's true, because, because this can be true. You know, you, you create a, a system of conformity. I,
1: I, I was not able to find any in, in, in my, hour of googling uh i was not able to find any uh out and out this is a disaster for long beach there have been some legal challenges and we will get to some of those because that is common with with schools with uniforms that they're they're they rub up against the the laws in terms of what parents believe they are allowed to send their kid out of their house with right but in general there, there doesn't seem to be any and then they put in uniforms and the long beach uh, a district became a total hellhole. Right. It seems like it's become better. Now, I don't like there, it. there is a, a, a causation and correlation argument that yeah. you could make that maybe there were a lot
0: of things that happened that made that school's di- uh district better, but you can't say that it ruined it. Yeah, uh, no, I know. That's true. But you can also I, it makes me nervous when people politicians say. Here's what happened. These numbers went up and, and then they and then they correlate it and say it was caused by this. Uh, I don't like that. That makes me nervous. I think that's dangerous. I think it's more Speaking complicated. of politicians, Scott. Uh-oh.
1: Well, why don't we fast forward a couple years? 1994, Long Beach put in their uniform policy. 1996, Bill Clinton, remember him? He gave a uh, State of the Union address, and he made three points about school. Okay. Scott, would you like to take a guess? In 1996, what Bill Clinton during the State of the Union, made about schools. These are all things that are relevant today. What did Bill Clinton consider to be priorities in our nation's schools in
0: 1996? Oh, my gosh. I'm going gonna—I'm not reading ahead, so I'm just going to guess here. Yes. The priorities were... Um, I can almost hear him say it. He'd say... I'm not going to do an impression, but he'd say... Try we, try to do an impression. We'd like America's students <laughs> to grow up to be hot young women that'll come work for the White House in a uh, in a small role as an intern, perhaps. It's not bad. And by the way, I guess at this point, Monica
1: Lewinsky probably still would have been a nice. <laughs>
0: yeah, you're not wrong. She was 19 when the uh, when yeah some of that happened. maybe you went out. Anyway, all right. Uh,
1: what a creep so, show. Uh, uh, Bill Clinton made three points. Number one that schools needed to be plugged in that the internet was going to be a very important part of the future and that all schools needed to be connected to the informations the information superhighway as he said it with computers and good software and well trained teachers uh, he uh, said that the government would be working with the telecommunications industry educators and parents to connect 20% of California's classrooms by this spring and every classroom in every library in the entire United States by the year 2000. Mm. So look at that. That one ages well. That one ages well. Mm -hmm. He also made the point about school uniforms. I challenge all of our schools uh, uh, to teach character education, to teach good values and good citizenship. And if it means that teenagers will stop killing each other over designer jackets, then our public schools should be able to require their students to wear school uniforms. So this is in the wake of Long Beach. He he supported their ability to do it. So mm. that the government shouldn't get in the way of a school district being able to mandate uniforms if it was beneficial to them. And, uh, and also that kids wouldn't be killing each other for designer jackets. Was
0: that a thing? People killed each other for designer jackets? Enough that the president said it during the State of the Union. That's really weird to me. I mean... Hey, guess what, everybody? Politics and, and stuff is weird, and it always has been. Sometimes you just forget when we're in the middle of a complete freak show that here's it's always other, been that. Anyway. Here's the
1: other odd one, considering the fact that now our Secretary of Education is Betsy DeVos, somebody that is very controversial for her stance on uh, uh, charter schools and private education. Mm-hmm. This is a. am reading this verbatim. Look this up if you want. If you are a patron, you will immediately get all of the notes that we we use for this episode, including the link to the Clinton White House archives. This is his exact sentence I am reading verbatim. I challenge every state to give all parents the right to choose which public school their children will attend and to let teachers form new schools with a charter that they can keep only if they do a good job. This is something that would be almost verbatim out of our... Uh, Department of Education head uh, or Education Secretary Betsy DeVos.
0: Uh, can teachers do that? Just like roll up and go, yep, we're doing our own school. Back up, get get out of my way. It's
1: us." Uh, uh, that that is what a charter school is. A, a charter school is if you have the money and the staff, uh, you can apply to the state and say, "I would like an educational charter for which I am going to start my own school." With the idea being that if you are allowing it, you will create more of a market base where parents education is not something that you can change overnight we all understand that right Mm. it's a big moving thing but parents don't have 10 years to rebound a school district they want their kids to get the best education now and they should be able to go to charter schools with public money
0: okay so that explains a lot see when my kids were in a charter school i didn't know the difference i didn't really ever pay attention and i didn't bother to be educated about it i was just like oh this is where we are now? Okay, cool. They have to wear uniforms? That sucks. Anyway, see you, kids. <laughs> that's as far as I went with it. Like, I really didn't care that much. There was no effort on my part to, like, let's get them out of this public school hellhole and into this charter school where they'll truly find themselves. Like, none of that. Yeah. It was just like, where do we live? What's happening? Oh, that's happening? Okay, we're in. Whatever. I don't care.
1: I mean, look, charter schools are probably a whole other topic that we could, that we could uh, discuss. I did just find it. Very interesting as I was reading through that State of the Union that that was something. It just shows you, man, like you go back in time, not that far, literally like within your own memory. And yeah. you can see just how much there is this 1984. We've always been at war with East Asia uh, uh, to politics like so much just goes
0: down the memory hole every day. It's insane. It is pretty crazy. Now, let me ask you this. How is this legal? We live in a country of freedoms and the ability to do whatever the hell we want when we want to, as long as it doesn't hurt somebody else, how is it possible that that it's even uh, okay to force anybody to dress any certain way?
1: Well, there has certainly been plenty of legal challenges, Scott. Here's my favorite. Hicks versus Halifax County Board of Education. This was in North Carolina. Uh, uh, We uh, got this summary from LegalBeagle.com. In 1999, a lawsuit was filed between Catherine Hicks, the great or, or sorry, her great grandson Aaron Ganuz was, was a third grade student at McIver Elementary School in North Carolina's Halifax County when he was suspended for violating the school uh, the school's uniform regulations. Hicks, the grandmother, claimed that uh, abiding by the dress code would void her grandson's right to freedom of religion attesting that conforming to the dress code would mirror conforming to the will of the
0: Antichrist. (laughs) I mean, uh, you know, I'm not laughing at her. Yes, I am. I'm laughing at her. That's funny to me.
2: Yes, (laughs) yes, conform, conform (laughs) to your dress code.
0: You will obey me, the Antichrist. Make sure your pleats are ironed. (laughs) There is a bit of that, uh,
2: Entire yeah, house. This this. she is dark sided too.
0: Yeah. Dark sided. Everything's dark sided at the uh, school in Halifax. All right. But this is, this is so easy to do. Like you could say, I don't know. I could sue uh-huh. Justin and go, I can't believe I had to do a podcast with Justin on a Thursday. Doesn't he know that in my religion, that's the day we sacrifice a goat at three and this has interfered with my deal. Like, come on. It's not that big a deal. Like- well, uh, by the way, the courts agreed with you. They ruled against uh,
1: Catherine Hicks and uh, upheld. You you will find that in general, uh, there are oftentimes legal challenges that provide exemptions for religious purposes when it, came to, when it comes to school uniforms. Yeah. But there have not been in my, again, cursory hour of Googling legal challenges that totally overturned the idea of school uniforms. And part of that is, again, that when it comes to children, they really don't have any rights. Like, they don't have the same rights in terms of search and seizure. They don't have the same rights uh, that you have once you become an adult. In right. in general, we, we allow kids to have kind of the, the play school version of all the rights that you will eventually have as an American for the Greater good of raising these kids right.
0: That's right. I could see that. I suppose that grandma's crazy though. Just going to put that out there.
1: (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I mean, it depends on. I mean, like, I would really like to know what her idea of conforming to the will of the Antichrist was, and what it had
0: to do with trousers. Yeah, it's a fair point. All right, I have opened the lines. Everybody, eight zero one eight. Sorry, eight zero one two eight five nine three nine five. You see the number on your screen if you're watching the show live, which is I don't know the people we're talking to, I suppose. So call in, let us know your thoughts. What do you think? Are you a, a parent uh, of a kid who's got to wear a uniform and they do nothing but complain, but they're a better student as a result? Like, I want to hear your stories. Did you grow up in a situation like that? Did you go to Catholic school and have to look like a little Catholic girl all the time? And did that bum you out? Uh, all of these questions and more are on our lips. Let's start with our Man, first caller. Who we got here? Who's this?
3: Hey, this is Nick from the springfield mass area
0: well hello nick from springfield what Mass, up, nick? Ho- home of the simpsons up, the Pam? great show that's still good yes anyway what's going on what's on your mind uh wrong springfield um
3: <laughs> just wanted to kind of throw in my two cents so i graduated high school in 07 i'm now getting to the age where my girlfriend is expecting our second child so oh, well I, just, I, I,
0: just I, I
1: I really thought you were going to say going into high school and now facing the challenge of wearing a school <laughs> uniform.
0: <laughs> I did too, but that's no, not I, where I, we're I, at. Okay, yeah, good. I would have dropped the call. Yeah. I would have dropped the call. Yeah. Um,
3: so I remember as a kid, like getting really pissed off at my parents when I would go to the store and i mean, you know, 2003, it was like Jenko jeans. I wanted the Jenko jeans that were like $65 a pair. And there was no way in hell they were going to buy me those. We got Wranglers. Mm. Um, And I can't imagine my parents wanted to do that. Like, I don't, I feel bad that they, they had to make that decision. And, you know, for financial reasons, we were middle-class, but we weren't rich or poor, just kind of in the middle there. And now coming into the age where in in two years, my, my kid's going to be in school. It scares me that I, I would have to do the same thing. So kind of taking my life experience I would feel a lot better if the town we currently live in uh what made uniforms mandatory they don't I I get where Scott's coming from with like the creativity part and you know it kind of it's conformity and and it's you know you're not letting kids be creative and all that but as a as a, a younger parent and you know not too far removed from those decisions myself, I just I feel like it's a lot of pressure that I mean, they have so much pressure now with, you know, social media and all that so, jazz that yeah, they have yeah, to yeah. deal I, with I, that like, I didn't have I, to deal I, with. Right. I, I think
1: that, that, that what your, your point is a very interesting one, because I found that it was kind of a double edged sword. On one hand, uh, uh, our, our caller was saying that there is an economic anxiety as a parent and it'd be easier if I just knew that clothes for school cost X. And I would pay X, and I would get the clothes, and nobody would be different than the, uh, uh, the than than the other kid. But on the other end, one of the criticisms of school uniforms is that it does mandate a floor for how much you can spend on uh, a, a clothes for school. And now you have to buy that amount of clothes uh, and and these specific kinds of clothes instead of saying no. You want to know what? You're just going to TJ Maxx. And we're and we're and we're uh, pulling this stuff out of the bargain bin. Or we're going to the Salvation Army because we have a lot of economic issues right now. And, and that's just what happens.
0: Mm. Yeah, I I, uh, I mean, I'm par like I say, this is another one. This is two weeks in a row where, where I'm really split. And my my opinion is going to vacillate a little bit because I'm, you know, as we get more points of view and baby and, vassal. Uh, but that's right. Uh, I'm lubing up my brains, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reason that I feel very strongly about that is, because I don't like, I, 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 bristle at the idea of nonconformity or, uh, authoritarian sort of thinking like the, 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 the minute I start to, to feel that sense of someone wants to control me, I go, no, you don't, don't freaking come near and like, don't, you don't get to control me. And like, I get really defensive. So that's my initial reaction, my gut reaction. However, the idea of regular school uniforms isn't really that big of a deal. I don't think it squashes an individual kid's ability to, to think on his own or to think, um, uh, you know, outside of, of the box they're being put in. Um, and if, if there's a way to, maybe this takes more time to figure this out, but there's a way to determine whether or not this is beneficial for test scores and, and cognitive tests and things like that. Well, then I guess I'm kind of all for that, but you're still going to, I mean, here's what I know. You're still going to have a kid who goes in there. His name's Travis, and he's going to untuck his shirt on purpose. Cause that's the one way he can rebel now because everyone else yeah. got the perfect shirts. The code is both wear the uniform and keep it tucked in. And Travis says, uh, uh-uh, pulls it out and it's just hanging out off the side until a teacher tells him to tuck that in boy. Classic Travis. Tra- oh dude. It's so Travis.
1: Freaking. Yeah. Tra- Freakin Travis, Travis, Travis is
0: an a-hole, but the point is that's still a thing. And I know that's a thing and it will always be a thing. Uh, and I know we're not talking about, you know, this isn't <laughs> this isn't handmaids in the handmaid's tale walking around with their freaking weird hoods and their red, their red cloaks and everything. I know that's not how far this stuff goes, but just the suggestion of it makes me think that way. But after having experienced it with my kids, other than them hating it and complaining about it, it worked out all right. They got the job done. They couldn't wait to get to high school where they didn't have a dress code or didn't have a uniform They had dress codes, yeah. But they were stoked to get there and and none of them looked back. <laughs> So it's not like they went from this with going, I believe I will conform to whatever the new school will have for me. Like they were ready to Uh, go and unshackle themselves. Did did,
1: did you feel an easing of your economic anxiety if it was a little bit easier to budget for uh, uh, when it came to the uniforms?
0: Yeah, actually, I did. Um, But I remember it being very inconvenient. that You had to wash them all the time Ah. because because you'd like if you bought four of them for Nick or something. And he, you know, barfed on one of them or I don't know what or whatever the things were. They just I always felt like we were sending him off to school in a less than white version of the shirt is what I'm saying. It
1: would also it also kind of seems like you're just spending more money, right? Because, yeah. like, you still have to buy them regular clothes, too. It's not like they're wearing the uniform all day and all night. So they, you, you still got to get them the Wranglers anyway. Yeah. Although the one thing I would say to our caller uh, uh when it came when it comes to the jinkos at least that was 65 dollars worth of material man mm. like that that had enough material for
0: to be a car cover if you wanted <laughs> those jinkos were gigantic yeah they were big they're the ones they're the ones i'm thinking of they're almost like stiff pants giant white is those the ones yeah, i'm thinking of they were the
1: raver pants
0: yeah i don't like those those are awful that was
1: just, you know you saw somebody in jinkos you knew you could buy some ecstasy
0: well, anyway the, caller who's calling yes who's this
3: Hey, guys, this is uh, James from Ann Arbor, a jury we spoke recently.
0: Oh, I love James from Ann Arbor. He's one of my favorite people That's ever.
3: James.
0: Yeah. What, what's going on, man? Well, let
3: me let me throw something out there, and then I'm going to drop real quick. I'm just going to say what everyone is thinking. When I was in high school, if girls weren't wearing yoga pants, I had no reason to go. I'll see you guys later.
0: <laughs> that is so James from from Ann Arbor. Uh, oh wait!
1: Thing I know, I know, oh, James
0: is the best. He calls David. into the he calls it. You're used to. He doesn't do as much. But he used to call TMS all the time with the dumbest things, like the best little clips. I still have a ton of them, but I don't have them under his name, so I can't search for him easy. But uh, he's a hoot, that dude. Uh, okay. I all
1: have right. A, let's let's get into this, and this is a bit of a thorny topic that might end both of our careers, but we'll see if we can dance through the minefield. All right. How much should we be socially engineering
0: the libido of teenagers? Mm. see now that's that is a sticky wicket there uh I'm very uncomfortable immediately upon <laughs> you say anything well no that's a really good point because uh some of that is the is this like that's the reason you do it you don't do it just so in class everybody looks like they're they're all in a row you know you do it because Again, conformity. What are you conforming to? Well, there are a set of rules. What are those rules? Included in those rules are rules about uh, frat- fraternization, um, how you interact with each other. Um, it's not just the clothes you wear. And so by putting on this muted exterior, you are kind of controlling, in, in theory, you're controlling whether or not the kid is, is into it or not. For example, if you've got some horny boy, see some hot girl, he is, in their mind, less likely to uh, act on that or act out on that or be distracted by that if she's not wearing you know, some tight halter top and short jeans or short uh, short shorts or something. Instead, you're looking at her and going, oh, she's wearing the thing everybody else is wearing. I have just bad news for those people, though, that are in authority cool. there. It doesn't work. What? It totally, doesn't matter.
1: You're totally right. Totally right. Burkas. Let's do it. <laughs> Why do we stop at school?
0: This is what Justin does lately. I don't know if you guys have noticed. But he will he will this car will come screaming by with the devil in it and he will become advocate of that car. Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? Oh hi. Hey,
2: this is Stephanie Ray, CA. Uh, Hey, good to hear from you, Stephanie. Uh, How are you? Stephanie. Hello. I really just have a question and I want you to discuss. I'm in the middle of doing stuff, so I have a question and then I'm gonna hang up. All right. Go. So with school uniforms, we're talking about chartered schools and various other things. Always comes to mind: rich kids. Rich kids have uniforms. Socially, economic lower class, or you're just not good enough to be in those schools. Don't. Mm. Why is that?
0: Uh, okay, I'm gonna hang. All here. right, we'll talk to you later. So hit. Hey, so this is a good point. In trying to create conformity, we are actually creating disparity because well, that's where you don't go to private school or or, or charter schools unless you're well to do off enough to go otherwise you're going to you know public school 54 in Manhattan and everybody wants to kill each other for designer jackets so there's this dividing line now and now you can tell when there's a private school kid and not
1: i think that this is part of where i came to settle throughout the research is mm-hmm. that although there is evidence to say that schools that have uniforms can on average do better I almost wonder whether or not it's like one of those, it's like, oh, well, statistics show that families that pray together every night uh, uh, you know, are less likely for people to get pregnant or do yada, 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 right? Uh, as a teenager or go to jail. Yeah. When it's like, all right, how much of it is like the blessing of God, right? Or the like the magic of a hive mind if you're all wearing uniforms. And how much of it is that the parents just know where the kids are every night? And if the kid isn't home, to do a thing, then it's an issue. And there's just more in tune parentage. And Mm -hmm. like, similarly, if you are ambitious enough and detail oriented enough as a school district to put in a uniform policy, which by the way, comes with it. Uniform enforcement comes with it. Recommending where people can buy stuff. There's a lot of other uh, different levels. Does that just demonstrate that you are on top of your shit a little more?
0: Mm hmm.
1: And that uh, therefore that, that's all you would want out of a school is right. that the school is on top of it and they aren't letting kids slip through the cracks.
0: Right. I mean, if that's your, I mean, there, that's a very practical angle and I don't disagree with it. Like,
1: because then we get into the economic question of, all right, so yes, I think we can all understand that all the mean kids in eighties movies uh, that came from the rich <laughs> school had uniforms. Does that mean that, the schools with uniforms that are, are you know, in, in rich areas are on their stuff more, whereas the ones in poor neighborhoods are not. Mm. Why is that? Mm. And now we get into a whole different conversation that is kind of at the heart of some of that charter school stuff uh, uh, for in, in a million different ways that you can say, oh, okay, well, it's the degradation of the public school system. They don't get enough money. And then next to that is, well, yeah, but they do get a ton of money and charter schools can run on less money more efficiently and get better results. It's just that they're mismanaged. Then it's like, okay, well, if they're mismanaged, that means we don't pay teachers enough. Okay. Well, uh, we could pay teachers more, uh, if there weren't so many bad teachers and that's hampered by teachers unions. And now you get into the, the rabbit season, duck season of, <laughs> of why our schools screwed up.
0: Yeah, I agree. That's complicated. Um, to give people a better Im- uh, image of why, I, I, and part of where I come from on this. When I worked at Chi-Chi's, this is going somewhere, I promise. When I was a teenager, I worked at Chi-Chi's. I worked in the back uh, the kitchen. And to do that, you had to wear these T-shirts that had the Chi-Chi's logo. They were always too small and too tight. I hated them. Um but that's, them titties! Those, those, were the, those were the uniforms. They were literally uniforms. They had to be black pants, black belt, that T-shirt tucked in, um, black shoes, like, uh, you know, sneakers that were black. And uh, that was your kitchen uniform. So what I did once is I said, F this. I'm sick of these shirts. They suck. They smell bad. They are usually some other guy handing me his so I could wear it. It was awful. I went home and I found a T-shirt, a white, pure white T-shirt that fit me and only me. Uh, I dyed it slightly yellow so it matched close enough to the color of the ones we had at, the, at work. And then I hand sharpied the Chi-Chi's logo on there but with a whole bunch of little hidden messages and like little hidden faces and stuff inside the logo. It's a big kind of ornate logo that they used to have. And I went and kind of did it and then added a bunch of stuff in there. And then yeah. I wore that there as like a dare to see how long it would take them to first of all, notice second of all notice and then decide to say something or do something about it. I felt like I was like Rosa Parks that week. Like I was just sticking it to the man. In the, best, yeah. in the biggest way possible. And so I think it's almost like not fair for me to have an opinion on this in a modern sense because I already hate it just what, at work. What you did to chi Yeah, because I did it at work and it's dumb. I know. I look back and go, that was stupid. But at the time, <laughs> I felt like I was, you know, and they did at one point corner me and go, you can't wear that. I'm like, why? Because it's not the right shirt. You went and made your own. You can't do it. We'll, we'll have to fire if you don't wear it. And I remember thinking, I should just say, fine, fire me. Like, I was so mad about it. And the thing is, they weren't really asking that much of me. I'm not really conforming long, that how much. Long,
1: how long did it take you or take them to figure it out?
0: Uh, probably about a week. And I worked every day. Eh, most nights I worked. So it took my manager probably about a week, week and a half to notice. Or maybe if not notice, see, I never know when they notice, but I just that's before he said anything.
1: And you were in the kitchen?
0: Yeah, I worked in the kitchen. Did
1: you ever have to go out into the into the main house?
0: Nope. And even if I did, nobody would know. I mean, the, yeah, uh, there's no way. No. That... You, you let one person do it. <laughs> See? All of a sudden,
1: everybody wants to do it.
0: Yeah. Scott
1: gets to draw on his own shirt, well, and he <laughs> put a dick in the Chi-Chi's logo.
0: <laughs> I might have put a dick in the Chi-Chi's logo. <laughs> like, I might have actually put one there. But anyway, the the and, but no, the idea was to be really sneaky about it. But I just think there's this thing in every human being where we don't want to conform at whatever part of our life. We don't want to do it and it can lead into adulthood. But if you're a kid and you're being forced to wear a uniform to go to school and that's the, the more part of your day of your week of your month is spent in a school setting. It feels oppressive or it can. So so I'm kind of like I wish kids would just be better generally so you don't have to wear your uniforms. The reason you're wearing your uniforms is you're considered a behavioral risk. Because you're bad. You're, you're
1: bad. When you came out of the womb, you were bad. And you're bad now. And we're making you better. We're making you useful to society by making you wear these
0: slacks. Right. That's exactly right. So, so anyway, the, the, right, the right to defy that feels important to me. But also, I get why you'd want to do it. <laughs> um, I thought we'd hear from somebody who might have had to wear these. Maybe this caller can shed some light on it. I don't know what they're calling about, but we'll find out shortly. Hi, good uh, good afternoon. Who's this?
2: Hey, this is Jamie.
0: Hello, Jamie. Nice Hi, to have Andy. you on.
2: Hey. So uh, my dad was a teacher in public school, and uh, he okay he was a, a tech school teacher and taught printing graphic arts. So, if he ever had anybody in his class that refused to conform to school dress code, whether it be profane t-shirts, revealing clothing, whatever, uh, he made them wear a test print shirt that had, like, a gazillion pounds of ink on it. It was, like, a 4X t-shirt that covered them from, like, neck to almost knees. Mm Mm-hmm. And they had to wear it as punishment for <laughs> breaking the confines of the school dress code yeah. like instead of sending them to the office so they could like go home and change clothes, he had kids from like six different school districts, so that wasn't always an option to send them back to the office so mm. this was his way of saying, conform to the dress code
0: don't you know don't yeah. be a dick this is a this, is a this is a this is the scarlet letter of of that of our modern time you know like just branding you uh branding you into something that means that you've now got to walk through town with a cross on your back basically or you got to carry a sign that says i stole bread from the local store or whatever that's the equivalent of this i broke the dress code therefore i'm wearing this big ugly test shirt they use to see if the ink press is working right that seems mean to me it seems cruel what's your take on that do you think that's a was that a fair way to bring somebody in line or do you not hold with it?
2: Oh, I thought it was great. I mean, <laughs> um, number 1 he's they only wear it like once and then they never do it again because who wants to wear that? I mean, it's it's shame. It's like public
0: shame yeah it's um, like walking so it's like it walking what, what's-her-name through uh game of thrones naked and yelling shame as you ring your bell it's the same
1: yeah we should just yeah, put a scarlet letter on you.
0: yeah put a big old scarlet letter bonk <laughs> on their forehead and say this person sucks i mean did those did those person feel do you feel like they felt any lasting impression from that did they did did, 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 did they then well, have to go to did. english class and read the scarlet
1: letter
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't know but, I mean, uh, they didn't, you know, wear their short shorts or, you know, inappropriate tops or whatever shirts. The next day they wore regular clothes. Mm, so
0: They got in lines, what you're telling me. Yeah, this is what happens. Pretty much. Yeah, it's like those tests where those guys would sh- uh, shock other people and then they weren't really shocking them, but they thought they were. And they kept going until there was so much electricity it would clearly kill them. But, hey, someone in authorities tell them to do it, Justin. This is just another yeah. example of authority gone wild. Yeah.
1: I mean, again, I,
0: I I don't necessarily think that it is bad.
1: I, I obviously do not have a child, but if I, I can sympathize with somebody that when they send their kid to school, mm-hmm. that they want to make sure that their children are being taken care of and are being given a good education. And so if this is a demonstratable, if this is effectively... The, the Van Halen tour writer that demands 14 different kinds of liquors, yeah. not because yeah. they necessarily need 14 different kinds of liquors, but just so they know when they show up that the board's going to be operable and uh, they're not going to have to double check the register 14 times, that they are detail oriented, then I can understand it. Yeah. It was never anything that I had to deal with. Uh, we had a dress code, but it was, Fairly lax, and specifically in South Florida where it's really, really hot, you know, you, you had to make sure that you weren't wearing anything. You weren't wearing your bathing suit, but there were plenty of chicks and, you know, Daisy Dukes because it's hot as hell. And it was
0: right. nicer to wear less clothing. But, right, right. And you uh, liked that because you would leer it.
1: So. Yeah, that it was the worst thing in the world.
0: Yeah, you were you were okay I mean, with it.
1: People, people can listen to my body work and be like, well, no, whatever made him then, <laughs> then the opposite. <laughs>
0: uniforms all around um all right that's gonna do it for this show i think this has been very interesting i want to share it with some people in my life who are huge fans of the uniform system for their kids and their kids all hate it i think that's the one universal i know about this the one thing i know for sure i don't know a single kid who likes it like that's the thing that you would you will have to work hard to show me some kid who loves the uniform
1: i I would say probably you know the, the the kid that likes the uniform is is shy Right, like mm. the one that doesn't want to have to deal with
0: the the the, the decision or sticking out. Maybe, and we don't. Guess, but I don't know. Yeah, we don't hear from them because again, they're shy. So maybe we don't know. But I just yeah, can't. they're
1: not, not going to pipe up and be like, "This uniform's rad," because then they're the kid who really likes the
0: uniform. Yeah, the ones they like, they like their football uniform because they're on a team and they're kicking butt and they're awesome and girls like them and all this. So, you know, there's different kinds of uniforms at school. The one. Uh, there's the average one you may have to wear every day. There's the football one that makes you a star. And then there's the big, heavy, ugly shirt that means you suck. One, yeah. One way or the other. All of us hate it. Uh, well, I'll tell
1: you, you know, I, I hope you do send this around to everybody that has uh, kids in school with uniforms, because I want them to email us. show at gmail.com. Again, uh, show at gmail.
0: Com. Yeah, that's the address to use, and uh, don't forget we now offer a blog post and comment ability for every episode we post. So there's another place to put it. Whenever those, whenever I get stuff there, that that gets funneled into that email address as well. So we're able to respond to those as well. So don't be shy. Uh, that's over at frogpants.com/unfriendme, which you can go to now and find all the ways to get the show. If you're like, oh, I'm sometimes there live, but when I'm not, what do I do? Well, the answer lies within. Go to frogpants.com slash unfriend me and check it out for yourself. What's our topic next week, Justin?
1: Gender swapping. We're going to do it. We're going to talk about the history of gender swapping, when it's done, when it's uh, become controversial, like we have seen in movies and video games today. Why do you want to make James Bond a lady? That uh, all, all that we're gonna do
0: it. All right. Why is there, why is there a fighting lady in a World War II video game? Tell me more about that lady and why you cucks put her in there. I hate that word so much. Uh, so I'll keep saying it. Anyway, that'll be next week. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be great. Gender swapping and gender issues in film, video games, and our entertainment at large. That's next week on Unfriend Me. I think that's probably gonna do it. Uh, anything else you want to pimp or push you got anything going on
1: yeah sure of course you you guys can always follow my political newsletter at free political com. and for those of you who weren't able to make it out to our night attack live shows that Brian Brushwood and I did in San Diego and Los Angeles uh, last weekend we do still have a select amount of the merch that we made for those shows including and this is a one-time only offer uh, the Diamond Club fanny packs. We have the Diamond Club logo on green fanny packs, and they are rad. I have very much enjoyed having them, and we got. I'm looking at them right now. There's a little pile. Yeah. So if you want to get them, bit.ly slash night attack merch, or as somebody made during the show last night, click clickclackfannypack.com.
0: <laughs> Give the dog a bone. That's fantastic. Uh, Check him out. I've seen Justin wearing one. It was a delight to see that, and it'll look good on you as well. Uh, For everything else, go to frogpants.com. There's tons of other shows happening. Uh, Justin, of course, peers right here every uh, Tuesday, most Tuesdays anyway, at frogpants.com slash TMS on the morning stream. Check it out if you haven't. That's going to do it for us. Justin R. Young on Twitter. Scott Johnson on Twitter. frogpants.com slash unfriend me. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week. Take it easy, and we'll see you then. Bye, unfriends.